14 Days in Beijing by Chancellor K. Jackson. Narrated by Chancellor K. Jackson. Chapter 2 Beijing Jail Number 6 April 5th, 2019 Day 2 In the car, I am able to check the time on the car radio and it reads 1.30 a.m. It has been almost 14 hours. At this point, there is no way they are not taking me home. 15 minutes into the ride and I can feel that I'm not getting any closer to going home. I pay close attention to the route that we're taking and it does not seem like we're heading anywhere close to where my hometown, Qingnanlu, is. I'm so confused as to where we're going, but I know I cannot ask. If they did not tell me anything before, why would they tell me now? We continue for about 40 more minutes and arrive at this huge facility detailed with tall walls, fences, and barbed wire. Meet myself. Fuck. This is jail jail. As we approach the huge gate, the officer driving pulls out a remote to open it. Once we are parked, they escort me through the main lobby of the detention center into a waiting room and leave me there to wait again. The only other people who are there besides myself and the guards are two Chinese men, possibly in their 40s, who I assume are about to be released. While I do not care much about them, I see and feel their stares and know that once again, all eyes are on me. A few minutes pass and another arrest arrives as my new company. He is a foreigner, seemingly from Europe, and is the only foreigner I have seen up to this point. In that moment, I may have felt some sort of relief, and I think he did too as we both took notice of each other and acknowledged one another discreetly. Time continues to pass and eventually they call me into the nurse's office where they have me fill out forms regarding my health. They draw my blood, test my heart rate and blood pressure. And right when I think we're making real progress, I'm once again led back into the van. Now I'm extremely confused because I do not know what is going on. The police officers are not explaining anything to me and I cannot ask them what is going on. We pull out of the jail and head in the opposite direction we took to get here. During the ride, the officer driving asked me in broken English. Officer. You like China? Me. Yes. Officer. Why you like China? Me. The people are nice. He shakes his head and smiles. After about a 10-minute ride, we arrive at a hospital. Me to myself. What the fuck are we doing here? We get out of the van and enter the hospital. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning, so the hospital is pretty vacant. Officer. You need x-ray. You have money? Me. Yes. Officer. Okay, you pay for x-ray. We approach the counter and he talks to the receptionist. The receptionist enters something into the computer and the price for the x-ray comes up. I pay 150 yuan for the x-rays with my ICBC bank debit card. After I sign the receipt, the receptionist points us in the direction we need to go. I ask the officer, ma?" Can I drink water? My mouth is so dry that I can barely swallow. I have not had anything to eat or drink since I got arrested. So anything to get me by is welcomed. When I finally sip, the warm water running down my throat feels like a breath of fresh air after minutes of suffocating. I feel a little more revived after that drink. 
walk to the x-ray section of the hospital and get started immediately. I am ordered to take my clothes off by an officer and let them place an x-ray apron over me before I stand before the machine. After taking an x-ray of my torso, they take one below my waist, and then we are done. I get dressed and we wait for the x-rays to come back. I feel tired as fuck right about now. We get the x-rays and hop back in the van to head back to the jail. Once we are back, the officers and I return to the nurse's office to give him the x-rays. After we finish up, I sign a fingerprint like last time, and I am led to a back room. The room is big and empty except for a big shelf to the right when you enter, and on it are plastic bowls and spoons. The officer points at the shelf and I assume he wants me to grab one of each, so I do. He then hands me a jacket, pants, and sandals. The jacket is blue and yellow with red Chinese characters on the front and back of it. The pants and sandals are just blue. After putting my uniform on, they take me to a room where they store all the inmates' belongings and have me place my bag on a shelf. I do not know how long I'm supposed to be here, so I make sure to take a mental picture of where I left it. We walk back through the lobby and enter through a door to access the elevators. We make it to the second floor and walk through the hallway until we get to cell 209. When the door opens, I am completely thrown for a loop. The setup of the cell consists of a line of bodies huddled up sleeping next to each other as if it is a slumber party. When I step into the cell, I notice the beds, which are huge wooden planks with cubbies under each one, are along the right side of the cell in a line, nine of them in total. The cell walls are blue starting from the floor going up, but switched to white about halfway. The two inmates that are awake standing against the wall stare at me in amazement. The bathroom is on the left as soon as you enter the cell. It is in a separate room, yet the walls are made of glass so you can see inside. There is a sink, a squat toilet, and the shower is a water hose with a shower head on it. The floor is tiled but covered with rubber mats and black mold gently coats the walls. There is a clock on the wall to the left and it says 4 a.m. There's a huge gated window with two brushes in the holes of it in the back of the cell. It is quite high, so you can only look over it pretty much. Above the cell's door is a TV mounted on the wall. There's a camera mounted high in the corner capturing the entire room. I approach the slumber party to find a spot to lay down. One of the inmates standing against the wall has me place my bowl and spoon under a bunk and wakes the inmate up to make room for me. I thank him before laying down. There are thin blue comforters for us to lay down on and cover up with. As I lie here staring into the intense bright light on the ceiling, it really hits me that shit is real. I do not know what to expect from my cellmates. I have no idea who they are or how the hell they got in here. Not to mention, nobody knows where I am. I end up falling asleep only to be woken up by a voice on the intercom shouting around 6.30 a.m. Chi Chung, Shurjian Daula. I pop up quickly, and as I make eye contact with some of the cellmates who are awake, they are surprised to see me. They begin folding up their sheets, so I follow suit. As I'm folding the sheets, I hear, No, 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 no! One of the cellmates walks over to fold the sheets the proper way. Paying close attention to memorize how to fold the sheets, I tell him thanks and sit down on the bunk. I watch the rest of my cellmates walk into the bathroom to wash their faces, urine, spit, 
and cough up mucus. They did not give me a toothbrush or toothpaste, so I cannot brush my teeth. But barely anybody in the cell has a toothbrush or toothpaste. If they do, they are not using it. But that is not uncommon here. Me to myself. Damn, this shit is for real. I'm not scared or worried. I'm really just living in the moment, letting everything soak in. One cellmate approaches me. Cellmate. Do you speak Chinese? Me. I can speak a little. He begins speaking to me confidently as if I can comprehend him, but I just stare back at him, shake my head no, and shrug my shoulders to indicate that I'm not following what he is saying. I have noticed that every time you tell Chinese people you speak a little Mandarin, that they think you're proficient at it. He continues talking as if I'm going to eventually understand him. I continue to stare at him with the smirk shaking my head no, and the rest of the cellmates gather around. Others jump in to see if they can explain the question in a way that I can better understand. But honestly, I do not feel like talking right now, so I continue to play the fool. This keeps on until I hear the door being unlocked from the outside. The door opens, and it is the chef here to drop off breakfast. We have a red and blue bucket and two blue bowls in the cell. One inmate grabs the blue bucket and the bowl to take to the door. The chef pours porridge into the bucket, fills the bowl with about 20 rolls, and this food that looks like uncooked hash browns. My cellmates grab their bowls and make a line to get their food as one cellmate disperses the food to the cell. I stay back and watch to see how the whole process works before I try to get any. The porridge looks watery, so I decide not to eat that. But I still grab a roll and point to the hash brown looking things. Me. Jishoshima. What is this? Cellmate. Shusai. Vegetables. I grab a little bit of it and stand while eating my food while watching the rest of my cellmates devour theirs. They use the end of the bunks as tables as they squat down in front of them to eat. It is the best way for everybody to have space to eat if they choose to sit their walls on the bunk. One cellmate looks at me and pats the empty seat next to him, offering me to sit down. I sit down next to him. He shows me how to make a sandwich with the rolls and vegetables by showing me his. Me to myself. Okay, my boy, I own something. I try the vegetable first to see if I like them, and it's actually pretty good. It is incredibly salty and tastes like potatoes. I split my roll in half and stuff it with the salty vegetable. This is my first time eating since getting arrested. As people finish their food, I get some water from the red bucket. It's nice and hot, so I'm curious where they got it from. As I'm thinking to myself, the rest of the cellmates begin cleaning up their areas. One person washes the blue bucket that the food was served out of, and about three people wipe the floors of the cell with some rags that are sitting on the floor. Once everything gets straightened up, we sit around and just chill. I'm the only English speaker in the cell. I cannot really talk to anybody or get any clarification, so I end up spending a lot of time in my head. I'm really in jail in China. Out of all people, why is this happening to me? I remember that I prayed to my ancestors yesterday, so I know I'll be straight, but I have no clue how long I'm supposed to be here. I have questions, and I want them answered. Like, what is day-to-day life like in this jail? I can tell these men here want to talk to me so badly, but we cannot, and I wonder what their stories are. 
Randomly, I hear the door opening and yelling coming from down the hall. I'm not quite sure what is going on, but everyone in the cell scrambles to sit down in a line on the bunks. One cellmate tells me to sit next to him, and I do even though I'm curious about what is happening. The door opens and all of the cellmates stand up, so I pop up after them. As the inmate in the front of the line shouts something, they shout some type of chant while the guard rambles about something. He then reads off a list of names of everybody in the cell to check roll. As he shouts a name, that person states that they are present and sits down. He gets to a name. Guard. Shingyunda! Shingyunda! My cellmates all look at me. The guard. Shingyunda! Lucky. I repeat what I assume everybody else said before sitting down awkwardly. I just received this Chinese name a few hours ago, so I'm still not used to hearing it yet. The guard concludes with a rant about something, but I have no clue what he is saying, and he closes the door. The cellmates next to me immediately try to explain how the roll call process works. Now, I'm not able to comprehend the verbal explanation, but I get a general idea of how it works. We say the chant when they first arrive at the cell, we do our roll call, and they go on to the next cell. When we are done, I am back to my thoughts and replay the events that took place yesterday, trying to come up with reasons for why it happened. I'm thinking about how I could have reacted more logically when everything popped off. I'm thinking about my job, my friends, and family since nobody knows where I am. I do not know how long I'm about to be in here. Worst of all, I cannot even talk to anybody to get an explanation. I have to work tomorrow, which is a Saturday, and the weekends are the busiest days. It is going to draw major concerns and cause a lot of chaos when I do not show up to work in the morning. While deep in my panic, the cell door opens out of nowhere and a guard stands there with a list in his hand. He calls my name, so I stand up and walk towards him. He moves out of the way for me to step out of the cell into the hallway. There's a line of other foreign inmates from different cells, and this is my first time seeing any other colored person. I stand right next to an African who looks like he is relieved to see another brother. I begin thinking that they finally may let us go. The guards gather everybody they need from the cells in that hall and instruct all three of us, the African, a Hispanic dude, and I to follow them in a single file line. We proceed down the hall and around the corner where there is another line of foreigners. The closer I get to the other group of foreigners, the more one particular individual catches my eye. I glance a little bit harder at him and he looks like one of my suppliers. My psyche is thrown instantly. I'm going over all the ways that this could have happened. The only conclusion is that they must have lured him in using my phone. I'm stressing hard now because if they call him, then the police know everything that I told them was a lie. I try to play it cool and not make any eye contact with anyone because the last thing I need is people knowing that I associate with anybody in these lines. We settle in line and one by one, officers call people from the line to go into their office. When the officer calls my name to enter, I notice that the room is reminiscent of the interrogation room from the police station I was in yesterday. An officer sits at a desk with an electric chair in front of it. In the electric chair is the man that looks like my plug. The officer orders me to wait behind the electric chair while he finishes with the first inmate. I get nervous as fuck. The inmate turns around to me and asks if I got in last night, and all I can do is shake my head, yes. The officer yells at us to stop talking, so I put my head down and mind my business until they finish.
I feel the relief flood through my veins when I realize that I do not know who this man is despite the resemblance. My turn comes and the officer tells me to take a seat as he goes over my information. The officer explains that I have one more time to verify that everything is correct. He then asks me to sign a document that looks like a contract on his desk. It is in Chinese characters, so I cannot read it. I scan over the document to see if I can find any English to get an idea of what I'm about to sign. There is no English anywhere, so I sign and fingerprint it. The officer sends me back into the hallway to wait for the rest of the foreigners to repeat the same process. Once everybody finishes, they begin walking us back to our cells. I get back to the cell and everybody here is just chilling and talking. I find a place to sit and just reflect. I cannot really make sense of how I ended up in this position, especially since I was alone to myself doing it. Granted, I was doing something I consciously said I would not indulge in once I left America. I know I should not have been smoking out here. It is still hard to wrap my head around it, however. I cannot understand what I was supposed to take away from this whole experience. I prayed to my ancestors the morning I got arrested, so I'm going to be fine. Me to myself. My ancestors revealed to me in a dream that China would not be good for me. This must have been what they were talking about. They knew this would happen. Regardless of whatever, I just got to stay down and trust the process. I hope all my smoke buddies are good. Most of them have been out here longer and have tremendously more to lose than I do. If it takes me having to do this bid so they don't have to, then I will take this on the chin. I wonder when we will have wreck time. If I am able to talk to the other foreigners here, then I can get a better understanding of how this process works. Time passes once more, and suddenly it's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I hear the door to the cell opening. We all gaze to see who it is, and it is the nurses dispersing pharmaceuticals slash aid to those that need it. After they leave, we continue to sit around in the cell, and I continue to reflect while others engage in conversation. At 11 o'clock, they bring lunch by. We're having the same rolls from this morning, but with vegetable and tofu soup. The soup is watered down, but I still eat it. I realize that I am going to have to take a shit soon, and I do not have any toilet paper, nor is there any in the cell. On top of that, they don't even have a Western-style toilet. They have a squat toilet. I have tried using a squat toilet before and missed the hole completely, so I do not even want to test it again here. 12 o'clock hits, and the guard gets on the intercom to say something. In the midst of him speaking, I see everyone get up and walk on the bunks. Me confused. What is going on? The inmates unfold their sheets, stack neatly at the head of the bunks, and begin to lay them out. Me to myself. Uh, it must be nap time. I wait a little bit for people to start laying down before I pick a spot. One of the cellmates invites me to lie down in an empty spot next to him. I jump up on the bunks and lie down. The anxiety of not knowing what is next to come is weighing a ton. With me not being from here and left to my own assumptions, I know they aren't the most accurate. I quickly find myself falling into a deep sleep. I barely slept the night before, so this nap is about to be crucial. An hour and a half later, I am awakened by the guard on the intercom yelling. We pop up and begin folding the sheets. I still do not know how to fold the sheets properly, so the cellmate next to me helps me. I am paying even closer attention to how the sheets are supposed to be folded, 
So the next go around, I can hold it down myself. I'm not quite sure of how things go amongst inmates here in China, but I know in America it is not genuine when people lend a helping hand to the new inmate. We go back to sitting afterwards, and the cellmate that has been looking out for me since I arrived approaches me. He sparks conversation by asking basic questions that I can understand. Cellmate. Ni Chiao Shima Mingzi. What is your name? Me. Wa Chiao Lucky. I'm lucky. Cellmate. Ni Where are you from? Me. Wa I'm from America. He follows up by telling me his name, but I forget it shortly after he tells me. Next thing I know, we have a crowd around us. In Native American culture, this will be considered a powwow. Through gestures, my broken Chinese, and their broken English, we are communicating a little bit. They want to know why I'm locked up. I don't know how to explain it, nor am I comfortable with sharing it just yet. So I play the fool as if I don't understand what they are asking. The next thing they want to know is how long am I sentenced for? I truly have no information to give them. So, I truly have no information to give them in regards to how long I'm supposed to be here, so I shrug my shoulders. Side conversations begin to spark amongst the crowd of inmates. It is not long before I get asked if my dick is big. The Chinese strongly believe in the stereotypes they see and hear because the majority of them do not encounter many colored foreigners in their lifetime. They believe that all American men have big dicks in comparison to them. They teach me how to say penis in Chinese and everything. The whole time, I'm thinking to myself, are these niggas trying me up on some sweet shit? Or are they dead-ass interested in learning about dick sizes of men across the globe? Regardless, I have to keep an eye on these folks. The cellmate that has been looking out for me and I begin to form a tight bond. We teach each other different words from our languages. He explains a little bit of his background and vice versa. It amazes me that we can barely communicate verbally, but I am learning so much about this man. He's about four years older than me and has a wife and two kids. I benefit from forming this bond so much. He becomes my representative when it comes to communicating with the rest of the cell. At 4 p.m., dinner comes by. We have the rolls again, but a different vegetable soup. Me to myself. Damn, they done served us these fat-ass rolls with every meal today. We probably get wrecked time after we finish dinner. The soup has a little bit of flavor this time, so it is more enjoyable. After eating, I wash my bowl out and sit back down to wait for the next move. I feel my bowels moving, but I do not have any toilet paper, nor does anyone else for real. I convince myself that I'm going to have to hold this in for as long as I can. I know this is going to be a journey. I'm in a cell with about 14 other men, nine beds, and our food and water are served out of buckets. I'm the only English speaker. We have been in this bitch all day. I do not have anything to take care of my hygiene. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, and I don't even know how this process works. Time passes and the sun begins to fade. After a brutally long and boring three hours, it is almost time for bed. Guards come by the cell again. I am sitting towards the back of the cell when they come by, and similar to the morning, we stand up and say the chant. So instead of calling out our names, they have us count off, which means the leader begins the count by counting himself as one, then the next inmate in line counts himself as two, 
and so on. Inmates. E, R, San, Su, Wu, Leo. One, two, three, four, five, six. I stop paying attention to lose the number we are on. It gets to the person right before me, and I cannot tell what number came out of his mouth because his accent is so thick. Now it is on me, and I don't know what to say. Cell grows silent quickly. Everybody's head turns towards me. The inmate next to me whispers in my ear, Sure, E. Sure are. Twelve. I shout out the number and the inmates after me finish the count. The guard concludes the roll for about 30 seconds and then closes the door. As soon as the door closes, the wholesale turns to me in laughter. I shrug my shoulders and laugh it off with them. My representative steps in and explains to me that the guard yelled at them because I messed up the count. As a cell, they decide to assign me the number two. So when it's time for count, I go to the second place in line to make the shit easy and simple. I think it's a good plan to prevent any more issues and agree by shaking my head. 10 p.m. comes around and the guard gets on the intercom. The TV turns off and everybody jumps up onto the bunk to lay out the sheets. As people find their spots, I see a spot next to my representative. I lie down and continue reflecting. Damn. One full day down. I'll probably have to sit for the weekend. I'm not sure how long I can hold my bowels either. I need to find a solution to this issue ASAP. Hopefully we get wreck time tomorrow so a native can get out this damn cell. I see two people take watch while the rest of us lie down to rest. Me to myself. Damn, they gotta stay up all night just to monitor everybody while we sleep? I don't know how any of this shit works. I don't know what our schedules is like. I can't properly take care of my hygiene. I can't communicate with any of the staff. I'm pretty fucked right now. I should have never bought that sack. Hell, I should have put the gas down the minute I left Seattle. My ancestors warned me about this. I should have flushed that shit. My disappearance would be set in stone first thing in the morning when I'm not in the office. My girlfriend of two years will notice that I have not responded to any of her notifications. I know these will raise red flags. First thing first is, people need to know I'm here. The quest for me will begin in the morning when I do not show up for work. For now, get some rest. <laughs>